experiments went forward in the effect of radiation on plants. Red and white stacks and shielded earth rises beneath which plasmas, sun center hot, stormed in magnetic bottles. As the search was continued to find a means of transforming the energy of fusion bombs to a practical power source. They'd been at it for almost twenty years now, and during the past six, he'd worked on the theoretical end at Brookhaven. When the distant toy town and its Martian aspect were replaced by the blue of Long Island Sound, Ben perceived the speed of this luxurious plane. But the quietude of its blue and gold interior surprised him only when the pilot Al spoke. Be over the Connecticut shore in a sec, and it's only thirteen, fourteen minutes to Ushmal. Ushmal? The far place, spelled U-X-M-A-L, Mayan town in the Yucatan. Oh, yes. Ben had never seen Ushmal or Chichen Itza either, but he knew about them. Ever been there before? Never have. Quite a sight. If you like, I'll take a turn around the place, doctor. Sure. Ushmal. Mrs. Farr told me it was modernistic, with what she called a Mayan-Toltec feeling. But I didn't know. She just picked a name for it last month. Oh. Al listened to talk from some control tower or other in the headphone covering his opposite ear. His nearer ear was free of its disc for in-fight colloquy. He nodded to himself and went on talking about the far place in Connecticut. It's on a hilltop, young mountain comparatively for these parts, called Satchum's Watch. The Farr family have owned it since before the Revolution. One of those Victorian jobs stood on it, all gables and porches with fretwork, iron deer in the gardens, shrubs clipped to look like birds or animals. Mrs. Farr decided to build the new place maybe ten years ago, about when I signed on as Farr's pilot. They had a turboprop panther then, and a couple of choppers. Helicopters. The blue-eyed, extroverted man saw Ben had understood choppers and grinned. You probably fly a lot being in the uh, H-bomb business, eh, doctor? Some, though I'm not really in the bomb end. Was for a while. But back there at Brookhaven, we're trying to turn H-bomb power into cheap electricity. Hope you do. Anyhow, they tore down the Victorian job, gazebos and all, and and had one of that, what was his name, Frank Lloyd Wright's students, man of fifty now, design their new house, so-called. Cut a road to the top. The old road was for buggies, I guess. Round and round the hill, going up it damn near gets you dizzy. A real spiral climb. Mr. Farr sold off a hunk of a hilltop land and some developers built a bunch of cooperative apartment houses there. Mrs. Farr raised hell about that and planted full-grown white pines and spruces, oaks and maples all around the new house to cut off any sign of the development. Candlewood Manor, it's called. The far place has a lot of history. Big caves under Satchum's watch. Far's great-grandfather used them, so it goes to hide slaves in, over a century ago. Thing called the Underground Railway. Yes, Ben said. Don't suppose your folks had reached America yet? El said that casually, not meaning to be hurtful, and hardly aware he had indicated the evident fact that Dr. Ben C. Berman was a Jew. Still in Germany, Ben replied pleasantly. And points east, Estonia, Ukraine. Sure. Well, the Fars hid slaves that got from Dixie to Long Island Sound as stowaways in ships before the Civil War. And there were Fars living in Satchem's Watch before the Revolution. Men who went to fight it with Israel Putnam. Big family once. 
Funny how those big families can dwindle down to, well, even to just one person, and that a girl, Faith, Ben said nothing. Al shook his head. Imagine, imagine having your name as celebrated and historic as far, and then realizing it's going to disappear the minute a lone gal becomes Mrs. So-and-so. He glanced innocently at the scientist. Say, you're the man saved her last winter. Mere chance. Saw you on TV, in the papers. Be damned. Al meditated a moment. Didn't mean anything by that crack back there about when your folks reached the good old USA. Of course not. Al relaxed. He listened again to the phantom talk from the unknown source and hooked a throat mic to a blue collar open over red hairs on his chest. He spoke briefly and almost inaudibly insofar as Ben was concerned. Numbers mainly.